You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is October 18th, 2016. Another edition of the Locked On Magic podcast. My name is Philip Rossman-Reich. I'm the expert and site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. And if you're like me on Twitter, yes, uh, I am being suckered in by the Jeff Green phenomenon. I talked a little bit about it yesterday on Locked On Magic, so be sure to check out that episode of Locked On Magic and all of our back episodes of Locked On Magic on the Locked On Podcast Network, the fastest-growing podcast network on iTunes. You can find us on iTunes, Audioboom, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio. Be sure to give us a review. Let us know what you think of the show and tell others about the show as well. I, I, I hope I'm doing a good job as we get closer and closer to the season. And getting closer and closer to the season, of course, means that we are getting closer and closer to games counting and, of course, what's going to be a very, very emotional opening night at the Amway Center next Wednesday as the Orlando Magic take on the Miami Heat. I'll talk a little bit more about the Miami Heat in just a second, but I do want to remind you that if you're looking for tickets to the game, the best place to go for tickets is SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the smartest, easiest way to find tickets for the basketball games you want to see up close and in person this season. There's nothing like being in the stadium for the biggest place of the year, and with SeatGeek, it's never been easier to get the guaranteed seats you want for a great value. I have the SeatGeek app on my phone, and it's by far the easiest way I've found to shop for tickets. I can be anywhere, and with just a few taps, I can instantly find seats for this weekend or any game this season. With SeatGeek, you always get the best deal on every ticket because SeatGeek price compares for you by searching multiple ticket sites. Prices can vary depending on where you shop, but SeatGeek will always find you the lowest available price. And SeatGeek wants to help you get the most bang for your buck. That's why... Every ticket on SeatGeek is given a grade based on value. You'll you'll see it on the on the on the on the chart there. There'll be a green circle that tells you it's a good deal. You'll immediately see any underpriced seats and be able to find the best deals that fit your budget. Plus, every ticket you buy on SeatGeek is backed by their 100% guarantee, so you can shop for tickets on SeatGeek with confidence. I'm looking at tickets to opening night next Wednesday uh, when the Orlando Magic take on the Miami Heat. I'm seeing a lot of green circles, a lot of really really good deals inside the Amway Center tickets. Uh, in the lower bowl, going for as low as it looks like sixty-seven dollars. It looks, I think. Uh, actually, I'm seeing tickets in the lower bowl going for as low as fifty-four dollars. You can get in for as low as twenty-five dollars on SeatGeek, and I'm sure those prices will continue to change. Uh, so keep an eye on that as we get closer and closer to the regular season debut for the Orlando Magic against the Miami Heat next week. Best of all, my listeners get a twenty-dollar rebate off their first SeatGeek purchase. Here's what you have to do to get your $20 rebate on tickets. Download the SeatGeek app. Go to the settings tab and click add a promo code. Enter the promo code LOMAGIC and SeatGeek will send you $20 after you've made your first ticket purchase. Download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code LOMAGIC today. Like I said, we're going to talk a little bit about the Miami Heat on today's show as the Orlando Magic take on the Miami Heat down in Miami. First road game in a few weeks. Uh in preseason action later on today, so I'll preview that game real quickly. I'll also talk a little bit uh, about Aaron Gordon and how he's looking uh, through the preseason and, and what his potential role is going to be and and where he fits into the, mag- into the Magic now that we've seen him play a little bit. But I do have to start off with some news that I didn't get to yesterday, some news that's always a bit sad, but news that has to happen every preseason, and that is the first round of roster cuts for the Orlando Magic. The Orlando Magic announced following Sunday's game against the Atlanta Hawks 
that they've cut Cliff Alexander, that they've uh, requested waivers. I shouldn't say cut. That that seems a little harsh, but they've requested waivers on Cliff Anderson, uh, Cliff Alexander. I'm sorry, uh, Cliff Alexander, Kevin Murphy, uh, and Brandon Dawson. Three of the six camp invites. Their roster is now down to 16, so they'll have to cut at least one, likely among Nick Johnson, Arinze Onuaku, and Damian Rudesh. Uh, uh, so we'll I'll, I'll discuss those guys in a little bit. Uh, unfortunately, this is just a numbers game. Not everyone's going to be able to play. And with the Magic having so many new guys on the roster, it was definitely a feeling that the Magic w- wanted to play those guys more than, than you might normally see in a preseason game. And so Cliff Alexander, uh, the, the three guys, Alexander, Murphy, and Dawson, really only played those first two games against Memphis and Cleveland. Uh, I asked Frank Vogel Sunday, uh, you know, because we know cuts are coming. Uh, I asked him Sunday uh, before the game whether we might see some of those guys just to see them out on the floor. And he said, you know, at this time of the preseason, we're really working on our guys, on the guys that we know are going to be in camp and so uh, uh, that are going to make it to the season. And so these guys kind of had their opportunity and, and are moving on. There's there's not a lot of statistical impact with them. They, they didn't really show much in games, so it's hard to judge much on, on why these three other than they just weren't playing. I do find it very likely, though, that all three end up playing for the Erie Bayhawks this year. Cliff Alexander uh, spent uh, his season last year in the D-League, a uh, very, very solid player in the D-League, if, if, I, if my memory serves correctly. I can look up the stats in just a moment. Uh, but he was a, a solid player. He's obviously got a lot of talent. He was highly touted uh, heading into his one year, into his, into his career at Kansas, that talent is still there, uh, and obviously uh, the Magic might want to keep him close to the close a little bit, just just to continue to monitor him, see if they need him. Because frankly, I do think the Magic need a uh, uh, a true power forward uh, on the roster. I do think that's something they're missing to add some front court depth. Uh, I th- I thought Alexander had a real shot to make the roster if his talent began to show began to show through. Uh, may just you know we don't know what happened in practice, uh, but. Um, certainly, I think he deserves to stick around in Erie. Uh, Dawson and Murphy, uh, also a solid player, solid wing players. Uh, Murphy's a great shooter, a good scorer. Uh, we saw that in Summer League. I think the Magic really do like him, uh, and they'll. I, I think he's certainly going to end up in Erie. Uh, Brandon Dawson spent a little bit of time in Erie last year as well, so I think those are three really good candidates uh, to remain in the D-League, remain in the Magic system, and still be uh, guys that the Magic look at uh, for the future. Uh it's hard to tell right now exactly what the opinions are of them, whether they'll get that shot, because, you know, we just haven't seen them play very often. But these cuts were expected. Um, you know, when I when I look at this Magic roster, the Magic typically like to carry only 14 players. They, they did at least under the previous coaching regimes. Uh, leave a spot open just in case you want to make a trade or something. Uh, need to absorb an extra body, or you know, someone comes open that you want to go after. So I do expect two more cuts. Um, I do expect Damian Rudez to to make the team. Uh, he's obviously played very, very well. Um, he's produced a lot of points for the Magic this preseason, and so it makes sense to keep him around. Uh, we'll see exactly uh, what ends up happening. Obviously, in the next in the coming days. Uh, unfortunately, Nick Johnson is kind of in the same boat as Murphy and Dawson. Uh, and Alexander, he really hasn't played much. He hasn't played very much since uh, 
since those first two games. Um, the Magic are set at point guard. I didn't. I, I like him as a player. I think he's a very good player. I think he's like right on the doorstep of making it to the NBA. He's still got to improve his point guard skills. Uh, but the Magic are very set at point guard this year. They've got Alfred Payton. They've got uh, DJ Augustin. They've got CJ Watson. They don't really need a fourth point guard. And I, so I think the odds were always very long for Nick Johnson to make the roster. And I suspect he will he will be one of the cut downs as well. Uh, Irinze Onowaku, I don't know if he ends up in Erie. Uh, I do think Nick Johnson ends up in Erie. I don't know if Onowaku ends up in Erie. Very possible he could. Uh, but if you watch the second quarter of Sunday's game, he really struggled on the defensive end. And that is something Frank Vogel specifically said he wanted to see out of Onowaku. Onowaku... Uh, struggled some in his in throughout his NBA career with the defensive end. He's obviously a big body. Um, he can obviously he's tough to move around down there, and he's got some offensive skill, but uh, not quite an, an NBA guy right now. Certainly not for what the Magic need. Although they do need some better depth, I think I still think they need better depth in their front court outside of their big their big three kind of big men. I, I think they need one more guy. Uh, so you know maybe Rudez fills that role. Maybe Green and Gordon platoon for that role. Uh, but uh, I, I'm not liking uh, Arunze's chances of staying on the roster. Uh, Rudez, though, I do like. I'll, I'll have a little bit more on him uh, on Orlando Magic Daily later today. Uh, I, he's obviously produced great shooter, uh, someone who's very familiar with Frank Vogel's uh, system. Seems to have really clicked immediately. Uh, so I would expect Damian Rudez to, to make the roster, be the 14th man on this roster, and, and to be with the Magic uh, heading into the regular season. Now that the news is out of the way, we do have a game tonight. The Orlando Magic taking on the Miami Heat down at American Airlines Arena. The game starts at 7.30. It will be on Fox Sports Florida. I'm not sure if we're getting the, the Magic broadcast or the Heat broadcast on that because Fox Sports Florida also owns Sun Sports, which airs the Heat games down in South Florida. Uh, so it wouldn't surprise me if we end up with the Heat broadcast and it's just being simulcast to Orlando. Uh, but we do get to watch the game on TV, which, which we like. Um, and so it'll be good to see this team once again. We're entering the last week of preseason. There's two more games left uh, in the preseason, two more chances to, to get those reps in and get that practice in. Uh, as I kind of expected, people were asking me before Sunday's game, do you who do you expect who do you expect to play? You know, will we see this guy, that guy? I suspected that Vucevic and, and Green would get the night off uh, on Sunday for this game, for Tuesday's game. I do expect everyone to be available. Um I do expect the whole team to be available. We'll see this rotation as pretty normal, I think, actually. Uh, relatively normal. Maybe a little bit dialed back. But I think this game is going to be the Orlando Magic's kind of dress rehearsal. Um, I- I've said this throughout the preseason. It's about getting better every game. Are you better today than you were the last time you played? Are you better today than you were the last day in practice? And the Magic didn't practice Monday, so are they going to be better today? Are they going to be better Tuesday than they were in Sunday's game? That still matters to me. I still want to see that, and whether the Magic go for it and play a lot of the starters might depend a little bit on what Miami does, but I think coming off of Sunday's game, which, which as I said on yesterday's show, Sunday's game felt like a step to the side. It didn't feel like the Magic went forward, didn't feel like they went back. They showed some really nice things. They they looked really good in stretches, and then they looked really bad in stretches. Like in, I mean, the NFL is the best example of this. The third preseason game is when your starters go into the second half, uh, and you really kind of give that dress rehearsal. I, I think this is the Magic's dress rehearsal. Um, we're at the point where we need to start feeling better about this team playing in the regular season, playing games that count. And 
I, I'm not sold the Magic are there yet. Uh, or they weren't there Sunday, at least. I felt they were getting there. Uh, they've, they've been progressing very... They've been progressing. I think they've gotten better. And even Sunday, I think they did some things better than they did in Friday's game against the Indiana Pacers. But at the same time, I think that the, the Magic still aren't quite on the same page, specifically on offense and, and even in some moments on defense. I detailed yesterday... Some of the defensive numbers from from preseason, they're not very good. And even Sunday's game, the defensive numbers were not very good. I want to see the Magic play a regular season game before the regular season starts. And maybe Miami isn't the best team to do that because you open your regular season against them. Uh, But Miami's going to probably put up a bigger challenge to you than than New Orleans will uh, on Thursday. And it's not a knock on New Orleans. Um, Most people project them to be uh, one of the worst teams in the Western Conference, uh, but at the same time, you know, they don't have Anthony Davis right now. So, uh, you know, it's going to be hard. You're going to be going up against Hassan Whiteside. You're going to be going up against Goran Dragic. You're going to be going up against Justice Winslow. This is an opportunity, uh, perhaps, to... uh, this is an opportunity, perhaps, to have a, a trial run, to have a test run, see if the team is ready, and, and and it's not that they haven't been doing this throughout the preseason to this point, but really demand, like focus in. This is a game that, you know, we're not experimenting right now. We're going to run this like a regular season game. We need we need to know whether we're ready or not, and as I've said, I think Evan Fournier is ready. I, th- I think Serge Ibaka has gotten ready. Um, I think uh, that, that, you know, Bismack Biombo looks ready. I want to see Nikola Vucevic be aggressive offensively, not be passive, trying to trying to fit in fit into the offense and get others comfortable. I want to see Alfred Payton bring that turnover number down. He's got to bring that turnover number down. I want to see Aaron Gordon get a little bit more comfortable, get a little more comfortable out there. Um, he said that uh, some of it is still he doesn't have his lift yet from from the injury. Um, he's still kind of working his way back from that injury. Um, you know, tr- trust me, he you know his his feet are are doused in ice um after after the game Sunday and, and that's normal. That's 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 not abnormal. That's not an injury specific thing. But uh um certainly you want to see Gordon look a little bit more like Aaron Gordon and we've seen flashes of that I think and I'll talk a little bit more about Aaron in just a bit but this is your dress rehearsal Orlando Magic. Um maybe I'm characterizing the game wrong. Uh, I think we'll get a sense of that once the game starts. Uh but you know I want to see the magic Dominate defense, dominate on defense, be on the same page defensively, and I want to see an offense that that looks like it's it's functioning a little bit better. And and I think the offense has progressively gotten better too. Um, it's had its moments where it's looked really shaky, uh, but the big thing, but you know, the big thing is is are the Magic going to play uh, a strong level of defense, and are the Magic going to bring intensity throughout the entire game? That's been a problem for the Magic throughout this preseason the intensity hasn't been the same. I mean, you look at the start of Wednesday and Friday's game. The starters got off to a really cold start. Second unit came in, brought a lot of energy, got the team back in the game, and it was a game from there. Sunday, the Magic play a pretty good first half. The, the, the bench was a little depleted, but, um, you know, gave up the lead. But but energy was there. They, they played a, a, a solid first half. Second half, they just come out flat. I've always said I've said throughout this preseason the Magic just need to make those good moments last longer and and largely the good moments have lasted longer. But now we need to see 36 minutes, 40 minutes, 44 minutes and then eventually uh by next Wednesday 
48 minutes. We haven't seen that yet. We've seen maybe 12, 10, 12, 20, 24 maybe, if, if you're stretching it. We've seen that kind of length of good basketball, and, and, and maybe the Magic are still ramping their way up and trying to figure some things out and, and not quite being aggressive yet. Uh this is their uh, this this game tonight. I, I'll I'll I'll, may, I'll say that I think this game is important. I don't know how Frank Vogel feels, but but I think this game is important. I think this is their dress rehearsal, and I think the Magic need to deliver tonight uh, against the Miami Heat. Deliver a win, hopefully, uh, but deliver a, a consistent, strong effort that really shows that they're buying in and, and beginning to really understand and feel comfortable together and within the offense and defense as well. So, big game tonight. The Orlando Magic taking on the Miami Heat. That game is on at 7.30. It's on Fox Sports Florida in Orlando. It's not on NBA TV if you're if you're national, uh, but if you get League Pass, I, I don't know if you get the game if, if, if you're on League Pass. I'm not 100% sure on that. Uh, so, check your local listings. Uh, but it is on Fox Sports Florida in, in Orlando. Uh, it should be on Sun Sports in Miami, if I'm not mistaken. Don't quote me on that one. Um, I don't know the Miami Heat schedule. You can check out Locked On Heat for that. Uh, but uh, should be an interesting, uh, should be good, should be an interesting game. I, you know, always good to see the Magic play, uh, and so uh, we'll get excited about that. Be sure to check out our friends on Locked On Heat with uh, Wes Goldberg and David Ramil. They'll do a good job previewing the game. We'll probably be talking with them before the season opener next Wednesday as well. So be on the lookout for that. Also, though, be on the lookout. For uh, you know, tickets to the game, of course. You know, there's still one more preseason game to go. There's actually one more Orlando City game to go. And the best place to get tickets to those games is over at SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the smartest, easiest way to find tickets for the basketball games you want to see up close and in person this season. There's nothing like being in the stadium for the biggest place of the year. And with SeatGeek, it's never been easier to get the guaranteed seats you want for a great value. I have the SeatGeek app on my phone, and it's by far the easiest way I've found to shop for tickets, buying or selling, actually. And I can be anywhere, and with just a few tabs, I can instantly find seats for this weekend or any game this season. With SeatGeek, you always get the best deal on every ticket because SeatGeek price, price compares for you, for you by searching multiple ticket sites. Prices can vary depending on where you shop, but SeatGeek will always find you the lowest available price. And SeatGeek wants to help you get the most bang for your buck. That's why every ticket on SeatGeek is given a grade based on value. You immediately see any underpriced seats and be able to find the best deals that fit your budget. Plus, every ticket you buy on SeatGeek is backed by their 100% guarantee, so you can shop for tickets on SeatGeek with confidence. Don't forget, there's an Orlando Magic game this Thursday as they take on the New Orleans Pelicans. You can get into the Amway Center for as low as $14, with lower bowl tickets going for as low as $24, it looks like, uh, on SeatGeek. Actually, lower bowl tickets going for as low as $12 right now on SeatGeek as I'm recording this. You can go to SeatGeek, check out the tickets. You'll see all the all these green dots. There's a lot of green dots for Thursday's game and, of course, a lot of green dots for next Wednesday's game against the Miami Heat. That tells you you're getting a good price. And best of all, my listeners get a $20 rebate off their first SeatGeek purchase. Here's what you have to do to get your $20 rebate on tickets. Download the SeatGeek app. Go to the settings tab and click add a promo code. Enter the promo code LOMAGIC and SeatGeek will send you $20 after you've made your first ticket purchase. Download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code LOMAGIC today. All right, we're going to close the show real quickly and talk about Aaron Gordon and how he's done for the Orlando for the Magic this year. I, I think I've 
I've made no bones about it. I think that this season rides completely, or almost completely, not completely, but a good chunk of the season rides on Aaron Gordon's development this year. Uh, Gordon has been this bundle of potential in his time with the Orlando Magic, and he is has, now that he's in year three, you know, it's, it's an extension year. It's essentially a contract year for him. The Magic have put a lot of pressure on him. They put a lot of uh, faith in him to play a position that he really hasn't played uh, in his career with the with the Orlando Magic. Um, and they're asking him to do things that he's never really had to do uh, on the perimeter. So, why you know why are they doing this to a you know why are they doing this at such a critical position? They've got power forward lockdown. They've got center lockdown. They got shooting guard lockdown. Point guard. You feel comfortable with, you know, Alfred Payton has his own questions to answer. But with this team needing offense, with this team needing shooting, they're trusting a player that has had his shooting struggles, that has had uh, his issues in his early career. And they're trusting a player that really hasn't defined himself quite yet. Aaron Gordon, you know, there's a lot of talk about Aaron Gordon. There's a big article on The Ringer last week, a really good article. I highly suggest you read it on Aaron Gordon switching to the three, and it talks a lot about his athleticism and why he can work a little bit at the three, but why conventional wisdom still says he's a four. Aaron Gordon's versatility is really the key to to, to everything. The Magic, and, and if you've watched the Magic play this preseason, you've seen how much they switch on the perimeter. They switch so many screens on the perimeter, both on and off the ball, and that's a big part of their defensive strategy. And Aaron Gordon allows them to do that. He has the versatility to, to guard fours and threes and twos and fives and even sometimes point guards. He has that ability. And and if you read the Ringer article by Danny Chow, I believe it's Danny Chow. Don't sorry if I missed that up. Um, if you read the Ringer article, it, it tells you that he really does have that versatility. He has the physical ability to guard guards because his lateral quickness is as good as any guard is as good as a, as an average guard in the league. But where Gordon really still has to develop is on the offensive end. He's obviously coming off an ankle injury. He missed about a month of of training camp. He missed or he missed about a month heading into training camp, about three four weeks um, it, that he was out before he came back last week. He's averaging eight point three points per game, six point seven rebounds per game, uh, and shooting thirty one percent from the floor. The field goal shooting is not going to get the job done. He's shooting sixteen point seven percent from three. That's not going to get the job done. If you're Aaron Gordon, I will say this on Friday's game against the Pacers, Gordon made an impact without having a good game. He had, I think, 15 points uh, on like six for 13 shooting or something like that, seven for 12, something like that. He made an impact on that game, and uh, not even that many shots, actually. Um, he made an impact on that game without having plays called for him still. And 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 I don't think the Magic are calling very many plays for him until he gets his win back, until he gets his conditioning back, until he gets his legs back. Right now, where he gets his offense is uh, he still he does that dribble. He does he does a good pull up jumper. Um, he's getting his offense a lot in transition, uh, where he you know his moves are still a little methodical, but he's strong enough to get through defenders and finish through contact. So there is hope for Aaron Gordon. It's not like he's had a bad preseason, but he hasn't necessarily looked terrible. It's it's when he gets healthy, it, it, things will begin to click for him, I think. I, I think he's been put in positions where he feels very comfortable scoring. He likes working in that mid-post. 
Um, he, he's still learning how to read pick and rolls, but you can tell that the wheels are churning and that he's getting some things and he's learning when I need to shoot, when I need to pass, how I need to pass. That's a big thing, learning how to pass in those situations, how to do that pocket pass, uh, and uh, when to attack and how to attack. He, he's not trying to force too many things. He's you know, averaging two turnovers per game, which is still pretty high, but it doesn't feel like he's forcing a lot of things. He's still easing himself in. You know, maybe you want to see him be a little bit more aggressive, but I think that will come in time as as he feels more comfortable out there. And, and like I said when I previewed the game, I think that time is running out. I, I want to see this team begin to resemble the team it's going to be next week. But ultimately, the Magic need Aaron Gordon to pan out. They need him to be a meaningful contributor on this team. They need him to be a threat from beyond the arc because the, the spacing for this team, frankly, sucks. And and we've already seen defenses just collapse and pack the paint, daring Aaron Gordon to shoot the ball, daring Alfred Payton to shoot the ball. It's already happening, and it's already cut down on the Magic's efficiency on offense. They're able to get into passing lanes much easier and prevent the Magic from getting into the lane and really, really making the defense work. Aaron Gordon is so key to fixing so much of this. And right now, Aaron Gordon looks like a guy who's still a step slow and still uh, recovering from an ankle injury, from a, uh, from a, an ankle injury that was probably more serious than, than, than we were led to believe uh, when they announced, announced the injury itself. Gordon can get there. I, I, I see signs that he can get there. I see signs that... You know he's improved these things. His jumper looks a lot flu, a lot more fluid. He's very, he's, he seems a lot more confident and comfortable in his role. Whether he can take that next step, though, we don't know. It it's hard to tell until he feels healthy and finally starts doing it. And, and maybe we won't know it until it happens. Obviously, once the games count, none of that matters. If you're out there playing, you're out there playing. You're ready to play. So. Gordon's got to got to begin showing that. He's got to begin uh, showing us who he is as a player. He's, again, this bundle of potential, and he's got to begin to sort himself out and figure things out, figure things out this year. If he does that, you know, the Magic, I think, will be in very good shape. But he's got to do it. Um, and, and it can't just be about his versatility anymore. He's got to fit a role, fit a, a part of the Magic's plan. We'll see exactly how that goes as the season begins. Defensively, I think he will be more than fine. I think he's already shown that he could be more than fine defensively. Offense, it doesn't seem like that necessarily comes natural to him. He doesn't have a natural fit anywhere on the floor until that jumper starts falling. And so... If I were to grade, I guess, let, just to wrap this up, if I were to grade Aaron Gordon's preseason uh, and, and I couldn't cop out and call it an incomplete, I'd probably say a B-. minus. Unfortunately, though, I think for the Magic to succeed this season, to succeed the way they want to succeed, he's got to be an A. He's got to be a player the Magic can rely on for 15, maybe 16 points per night, be a good rebounder, be a good defender, and attack on certain nights. There's got to be nights where he scores 25. He's got to show us that potential, and I don't know if he really has to this point. I mean, 
especially at the three. The Magic are asking him to do things he's never had to do before. And it will be one of the big storylines of the season. Can Aaron Gordon define himself this year? And if he can't, what does that mean for the Magic this season? And what does that mean for Gordon moving forward? It's a big year for Aaron Gordon. No doubt about it. And uh, the preseason, unfortunately, has not, I think, gone the way he would like it to. Uh, and, and his health has a lot to do with that. Uh, but the games will start counting soon. And so, you know, if you're out there on the floor, you can't use that as an excuse or you can't brush brush that off necessarily. I want to thank everyone again for listening to Locked On Magic today. Uh, remember, the Orlando Magic take on the Miami Heat tonight at 7.30. The game is on Fox Sports Florida in Central and North Florida. So be sure to watch the game, get a good look at the Orlando Magic. Uh, it'll be my first time uh, watching the Magic. Actually, no, it won't be. It'll be my second time watching the Magic on TV. So scratch that. Uh, remember also the Magic play the New Orleans Pelicans on Thursday at the Amway Center, the final preseason game before next Wednesday's uh, regular season opener should be uh, a good, good time there. Uh, should be should be obviously a good time. Uh, so we'll be checking that out as well. Um, be sure to subscribe to the podcast on Audioboom, uh, on Audioboom, iTunes, Stitcher, and TuneIn Radio. We do appreciate all the listens. I've been getting a lot of great feedback uh, on the show. I've been, you know, the listener, the listenership has been overwhelming and incredible. I do appreciate all of the positive comments about the podcast uh, and all the po- all the comments uh, from our listeners. Be sure to spread the word. Tell your friends about Locked On Magic. Magic season is here, and uh, if anyone's just looking for a 30-minute distraction uh, while they're working out and they want it to be an Orlando Magic deal, this is your place to go. Uh, so we would love to love to be your 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 30-minute listen uh, on the Orlando Magic every single day. Uh, we appreciate it. I, I'm local. I'm here in Orlando. I, I go to all the games. You know, I'm at practices. Uh, so I, I'm about as too plugged in as you can be to this Orlando Magic team. But I always appreciate and love your comments uh, and your feedback as well. So uh, feel free to interact with the show. You can follow me on Twitter at omagicdaily uh, and send us an email at omagicdaily at gmail.com as well. We'll be back tomorrow with a complete recap of the Magic's game against the Miami Heat as well as some other big questions about the Orlando Magic that we have coming out of this preseason as the preseason begins to wind down. This has been Philip Rossman-Reich of Locked On Magic. We will check you guys out tomorrow. Be Be sure to tune in and listen then. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.